Hello and welcome to Freelance Party Broadcast, the podcast brought to you by Freelance Corner, the online platform for the UK's freelancers. I'm Faye and this is Jess. Hiya. Today we are joined by Hannah Lewin, a personal trainer who is going to answer your questions on how to either get or stay physically fit as a freelancer. So for freelancers who have absolutely no level of fitness, how can you introduce fitness into your day? Well, the first thing to always consider when you're starting anything is to firstly, don't try and go from naught to 100. Like that's the very, very first thing that I, I, I would recommend. Think about perhaps what you naturally would lean towards. So if you're someone who likes to be outside, if you're someone who wants to kind of the, the security, the sort of comfort of the gym environment more inside. So kind of think about perhaps where you where you would lean toward. Another thing I think is really important when you're starting something is consider why you're actually doing it. So I'm starting this because I want to get stronger, I want to reduce my runtime, whatever that might be. Um, making one change at a time. So if you're not exercising at all at the moment, your first step could literally just be going for a 10 minute walk or getting off the tube a stop earlier, that kind of thing. Maybe finding a new class is quite a good way. Um, it can also be quite a good kickstarter. So something you kind of have a, a, a reason to go to something. So you go to a class, you book in for a session with a trainer, something like that. Another good way of kind of starting something is to perhaps frame it in a different way. So if we kind of start from a place where we're sort of punishing ourselves or doing it because oh, I feel I feel overweight or I feel just a bit rubbish or kind of, sort of looking beyond weight loss is, is quite a good a good way sometimes. So we're starting from quite a positive frame of mind and we're doing it for ourselves. And then also giving yourself time, knowing that this is going to be hopefully a long term thing and we're not jumping in and I don't know, expecting to like jet from Gladiator in about four <laughs> days. You know, it kind of that doesn't happen like that. So giving yourself like a bit of time, bit of space, working out your why, thinking about something you naturally lean towards and then finding what those things are. I think we're doing it. We've all started those plans. And for the first kind of four or five days, you're really mm. keen and you're yeah. going to the gym, you're keeping it up and you do really well. Yeah. And then you lose that motivation mm-hmm. or like you don't get the instant results mm. and you're like, oh, it's just not working. But I think a lot of that comes from sort of diet culture and these kind of products that are designed for extreme weight loss or extreme, everything seems to be kind of, I don't know, fit in three minutes or this protein powder shape that's going to make you lose, I don't know, loads of weight in one week. Diet culture really has so much to answer for in terms of this instantaneous fix that we all expect now and then we beat ourselves up when it doesn't happen but the thing that you touched on as well is a lot of people go to the gym and they have different goals Mm -hmm. and one of them is weight loss totally but I find that there's so much more to going to the gym than just like weight loss and like Mm -hmm. muscle and things like that a big thing for me with that is like the mental health implications Mm -hmm. because I suffer from anxiety myself so if I'm feeling a bit down I push myself to go to the gym Mm. because I find that even if I go into a treadmill for like 10 minutes or something like that, it makes such a big difference. I use it in a very similar way. I'm I'm a working mum. I have a business. I'm incredibly busy and I can definitely go through periods of anxiety and, and stress. And I think for me, just having half an hour, 40 minutes, whatever, to do a spin class or to have a run gives me so much kind of mental clarity. Mm. Um, and I always feel a lot more productive and just kind of a bit more um, in a bit more resilient place, a bit of a stronger place when I finish. So, yeah, death, there's, mental health and exercise is, is huge, hugely linked. I think that's a really important thing to talk about when, you know, our listeners are freelancers and they mm-hmm. work from home. Mm. Sometimes when you, you can get stuck in a rut, you're working from home, you don't see other people. And going for a run or going to the gym Mm. just gives you that fresh air 
seeing other people, even if it's just running past them yeah. and giving them a, that smile. Runner's nod do. or something. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I never know how far to go. Like, cause if I'm like really smiling, I think, I think like, I'm in so much pain when I'm running. I just look like, like scary. Joe from you. I think yeah. like a little, like a little nod and acknowledgement is really fun. But yeah, maybe you don't like stop and talk to them. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> no, it's nice. But yeah, and I, I think that's sometimes where I think things like lunchtime classes or, you know, classes at any time of the day are good. Because again, you're just an environment with, with people. Like as freelancers, obviously I spend a lot of time with people because I'm working one-on-one but you're not really you're kind of you're still by yourself if that makes sense so yeah classes are a really good nice and a good way to kind of see people and get out of your space for a bit 100% but also around that too it's that mindfulness thing where it's mm. you're taking time for yourself yeah that's self-love because Absolutely. it's so easy to like get into that rut of like you said Jess like as freelancers like you're working day in day out you may be like isolating yourself and yeah. things but you're not taking time to actually fully just shut away from everyone yeah. and have a moment that's just yourself. Totally. And that's kind of where reframing why we work out is really important. So if you frame it in that way from a place of self-care, self-love, rather than like, okay, I need to like go for a run because I'm going to pun- and use it in like a punishing way. Yeah. I think if you use it in, if you kind of flip it on its head and use it in a way of respecting your body or kind of just respecting yourself, it's so much easier, number one, to get out the door, but also to keep it going. Like it's a really nice, you know, more long-term way a framing exercise I think so if you've got a client that comes along Mm -hmm. and for example I hate running (laughs) I only like running like if I'm stressed yeah (laughs) because I feel like it's that kind of moment where I'm like yeah come on only do it when you're stressed (laughs) but how can you partner somebody with Mm. an exercise that works well for them what kind of things do you pick up on to find the thing that works so when we're in sessions or just generally my own own workouts so definitely I'm I'm not into really into boxing the can't Mm. I you know, I do it with, with sessions sometimes, but it's not something I would do. I don't really enjoy it. So I've just stopped doing it. <laughs> I'm like much happier. It's fine. Um, but when, in, in session, there's all, always going to be things that people will, will lean towards. So um, we do a lot of kind of functional training, so a lot of rope slams, ball slams. So something like a running cardio element is important for a myriad of reasons. Mm. Um, we might just look at just, again, just kind of seeing things that they in, enjoy in session. So they might want to kind of, look at something a little bit more weight-based, but we create the weight bit with getting a bit of a cardio element by looking at a rope slam and kind of distracting them from the thing they think they hate. think they hate cardio, we just make it a little bit more fun. In terms of if if something flat, if someone flat out hates something, it's not something I'm ever going to make them do because it just creates a, a bad experience. I kind of want people to come to sessions looking forward to them. By no means does anyone skip to the gym. I certainly don't. Um, but I think it's it's nice to have something that you're not dreading. But yeah, in terms of partnering, we just look for something that they might enjoy instead of rather huh. than that thing. For those that um, have days that they can't really leave the house, do you have any tips for maybe working like working out at yeah. home? Yeah, um, there, there's so much. Number one, there's so much content online these days. There's absolutely loads. Um, you only have to kind of, I mean, you can even okay I've got 10 minutes you can even type that into YouTube there are so many the one thing I would say with online content is be really careful who you're taking it from um, make sure that it's not I don't know someone who's just hot, not qualified or has horrible technique and that kind of thing so just just be very aware of who you're getting online content from you can yeah. just check their credentials very easily um, something like a body weight circuit is is very good it's quite efficient it's a great way of getting your cardio and strength based into, in, into one workout particularly if you're time poor uh, or the weather's out rubbish outside or or whatever um 
getting something like, even if you just get one pair of dumbbells, like there's so much you can do with them. They're pretty inexpensive if you look at Amazon or, or wherever. Mm. Um, but you can just get get yourself one pair of dumbbells. They're so versatile. As I say, you've got bodyweight stuff as well online. Or the other thing you can do if you're a member of a gym, there's so many or should be lots of gym, like PTs or kind of um, studio people there that may be able to help you create a home workout plan for you. Most people at the gym will be very happy to help. So it's a case of just asking. But there's a lot. There's a lot you can do. Amazing. Just from home. And how can you track fitness and progress when it's not like a a goal? Like if you think that's a bit demotivating at the start, mm-hmm. how can someone who's like just starting out, like maybe the 10,000 steps or something? Yeah. Like, what are these kind of achievable goals? There's, I mean, there's lots. Obviously, it depends on what your initial goal is. If your goal is just to start working out, then for a second, you kind of think, okay, well, this week I'm going to do one workout. Next week, it might be one and a half, two. And you kind of make a, a, a note of it from there. Um, a really cool way, I, I think, is to kind of, if you're looking at strength tracking, you can track your the actual weight you're lifting, not your weights, because that's something that's a bit of a, again, a bit of a kind of, kind of way to, to track it but in terms of kind of just starting out as I say the the number of workouts you're doing but also things like the amount of rest time you're taking might be going down the time you're working out for might be going out so just the really there's so many apps you can use there's one called strong workout I think that you can download and that's a a app on your phone that you can track your workouts Mm. but even just a good old paper I'm such a paper person I'm not like into the the real world Um, so I kind (laughs) of love notebooks so a really good way is just kind of you know popping your diary and kind of just tracking your weights your good workout time and and going from there but there's so many different elements of your workout that you can track so it can be duration rest time the amount of weight you're lifting and also the number of workouts so there's lots of different elements to to track if you're running for example you can be tracking the distance over time and and that kind of thing as well okay so when you're working from home and mm-hmm. you, you might not want to do like a body weight exercise, yeah. um, yoga is becoming yeah, so popular fantastic. at yeah. home and mm-hmm. you can do these like YouTube videos yeah. and all you need is like a yoga mat or a towel. Exactly. <laughs> you can, yeah. Yoga is really, really fantastic. Um, it's, I guess I say, it, it's, there's an element of, of mindfulness about it. And also there is quite a, a significant strength element. Every time I go mm. to a yoga class, I always think oh, I'm going to be really, I just, I can't My really bother to do much. Arms. I'm going to go to yoga. Mine. <sighs> goodness me (laughs) literally it destroys me every time and um so it's a really good a really good functional workout you can do at home and again there's a myriad of trainers online um who have some brilliant there's a really lovely yoga channel um i like called yoga with adrian and she has a yoga workout for every single type of mood time injury it's absolutely unbelievable and it's the one I would recommend above anyone I've ever done there's yoga for runners there's yoga when you have a cold yoga when you're tired yoga when you're heartbroken like it's unbelievable when you have a cold anything any single (laughs) emotion (laughs) yeah any feeling emotion amount of time that's the channel that's really good that sounds so, so that's good yoga it, with adrian yoga with adrian with adrian she's an american um yeah. she's from texas she's a like a yoga online she works a lot with adidas as well like but she's just has such a very kind she has just such a kind way about her she's very supportive very encouraging um and i that I, that's kind of how i like to frame my own teaching so i kind yeah. of i guess naturally gravitate towards teachers who are like that too um and she's a very good place to start definitely Fabulous. Mm. Love that. I'm definitely going to be looking into that. (laughs) So we also have some questions that have been sent in from some freelancers. So firstly, we've got Flora who asked, 
Is there the best time of day to work out? So the best time of day to work out is the day and time of the week that suits you. There is no biomechanical benefit to working out in the morning, at lunchtime, the evening, fasted, not fasted, all this kind of stuff we hear. It it has no impact on on your progress, on your results, on the the only thing pers- like personally, I personally prefer to work out in the morning because then it's done because inevitably something will happen during the day. I might have another client, I've got to pick my son up from school. So if I know if it's done in the morning, it's done out of the way and then the rest of the day can unfold as it's going to. So I guess from a diary point of view, maybe the morning before the day unfolds. But if you're not a morning person, just just whenever suits you. As I say, there is no biomechanical benefit to doing it either morning or night. I find that so surprising because mm. I, I feel like so much of the time we're shown like, oh, if you fast and then mm. work out straight away in the no. morning that's the absolute best no. that's that's so good to know because it's just I it, hate it, working out in the morning yeah exactly I mean yeah <laughs> I I personally do I'm a, a morning person I always have been like by six o'clock I'm kind of like ready to sleep um but in the morning it's kind of when I'm most active yeah but yeah it, this kind of fasted versus non-fasted thing is not a thing, <laughs> thing I, I mean I'm not a morning person but I am curious to know if I was to trial going to the gym before work. Mm. Do you find that it boosts your mood for that day as well? It makes me more productive. I just kind of, when my workout's done, I'm kind of like, right, I just, it sets me up for the day. Like, definitely. It really, really does. Um, Sometimes I find, the only thing I would say kind of fasted versus non-fasted is that sometimes I can find that I've got a little bit more strength maybe later in the day. Mm. So if I was doing more of a weight-based workout, again, this is personal preference, and I've kind of eaten, I've got up a bit, I mean, had a couple of coffees, that kind of thing, I kind of find that maybe I can lift slightly more, but it's negligible. I'm talking a couple of kilos, like nothing nothing more than that, you know, nothing more than that. Really. Yeah. Yeah, but as I say, there's no scientific reason for it to be morning or, or evening is better for you. And how long should you leave it after food to exercise? Again, that's completely personal. I, I don't know if you were ever told by your mothers you can't swim, you have to yeah, like, sit for an hour. An hour. <laughs> like, where, where did this time come from? It's just a mother thing. Um, yeah, again, it is, uh, if, you don't, if you're not someone who suffers from sort of indigestion or anything like that, so st- things like stitches come from breathing, not from food. Um, so if you feel good, if you feel okay, you know, don't feel like you're going to be sick, I'd probably struggle to eat a big meal and go for a run or something. Yeah. But again, that's personal <laughs> preference. But there's no kind of hard or fast rule in terms of timing. It really is what works for you and, and your body. So we have another question. They ask, do you have any tips for women with fitting workouts between meetings? Mm. Uh, she says, I don't want to have to take my makeup off, wash my hair, dry my hair and reapply makeup as it will take too long. Yeah, no, I completely get it. So in that case, if you're kind of walking, going between meetings, um, look at walking between them. Like if you have time, I think people really, really, really underestimate the benefit, the impact of actually just walking. So whether that's just getting off the tube or stop or two earlier or thinking okay I've got an hour here maybe I'll just walk the time between meetings workouts and exercise doesn't have to be just in a gym you can incorporate it as part of your day and doing it that way so if that was your only option versus not moving that day that's a really good beneficial option and like I say I think we often underestimate the benefits and it's it's a really good way of doing it the other thing you can do is looking at maybe just doing something like a strength-based workout so you're maybe not getting as sweaty mm. um you can probably get away with just a very quick kind of like body shower otherwise rather than kind of losing all of this so yeah I, I would kind of do something more strength-based more resistance focused or as I say just going for a walk or just walking between your meetings you're kind of getting there and getting a workout in two birds 
one stone. <laughs> Love that. But on the makeup front, now mm. I like my makeup and I go to the gym and nine times out of ten I don't take my makeup off. Okay, guilty. But there are makeups that you can wear in the gym. Yeah, there aren't are. There? there are. There's like sweat proof makeup. There things. is. Um, Sport FX do a really good cosmetic line. Mm-hmm. Um, I wear their mascaras a lot because I, again, like you, I like to wear makeup when I'm, particularly when I'm teaching, not so much PT one on one. I mean, they've mm. seen me in all sorts of states, but when I'm teaching mm. classes, I do like to have something because I'm at work. So I like yeah. to look professional. So Sport FX do a really good line. In terms of gym-based cosmetics, Pretty Athletic do a fantastic range of cosmetics, kind of setting um, sprays, cool-down sprays as well, kind of specifically designed for workouts. So yeah, there's products available. And also just on that makeup at the gym thing, if that's something that works for you, fine. Like I really Mm. hate this idea that we shame people who wear makeup to the gym. I think it's just not cool. You get shamed enough as being as a woman. Let's kind of like not do it to each other, you know. I can't do it because I I play rugby. So (laughs) Ah. a full face of makeup on, that's just going to end up on someone's shorts. (laughs) I I can't do it. (laughs) But you literally sometimes like tackle pads will have someone's like smeared cheek (laughs) on and you can see it. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, the eyebrows imprinted. <laughs> oh gosh. No, but I'm 100% with you on that one. I think that if you yeah. want to wear makeup to the gym, wear makeup you to should, the gym. You should, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, everybody's got a preference. Everyone should and, be know, able to Everyone do what they has like. a right to be there. And I think, particularly kind of at any time of, of, of the year, I think hmm. often going to the gym, going to a class, doing anything for the first time is, is a huge step. Often there can be quite a long time between someone having that initial thought and actually going into practice. So I think if you are starting for the first time, never underestimate the big thing that you're doing. Like it's huge. So give yourself a bit of a break. Kind of try to not, if you can, go from sort of naught to 100 and just, you know, allow yourself the, the time just yeah. to, to get there. Ease yourself in. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's a line. Like sometimes we need to, you know, maybe pick up intensity a little bit if you've been going at something for, for a while. But mm. yeah, easing yourself in is, is a good, always a good way to start. Amazing. Well, thank you very much for that. You're welcome. (laughs) And that's it for today's episode. You'll be able to find a lot more information on the show notes below and on Freelance Corner. Thanks for listening to Freelance Party Broadcasts. Join Freelance Corner, the online platform for the UK's freelancers, at freelancecorner.co.uk. Subscribe on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or any other podcast platforms. Please like, share, and leave us a review, and let us know what we should quiz an expert on next time. Thanks, Hannah. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. (laughs) 